Welcome to the Pimp Your Brilliance podcast with Monique Malcolm, a show about leveraging your existing knowledge, unique skills, or passion to build a thriving creative business. I aim to show you what's really possible when you stop letting fear have all the fun and start taking action towards your goals. You can learn more about this show and subscribe for updates by visiting PimpYourBrilliance.com. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Pimp Your Brilliance. I'm so glad that you're here. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. Make sure you hit the subscribe button in your podcast app so that you're notified when new episodes drop. This is episode number 113, and you can find show notes at pimpyourbrilliance.com backslash 113. All right, before I jump into today's content, I just wanted to give a few housekeeping things, mainly that I'm going to be taking a short break from the podcast because it's summertime. The weather is nice. My son is going to be home. And honestly, I just need a break. Having a podcast that does not have distinct seasons basically means I'm on this content hamster wheel all year long, and I try to take some time off during the summer just to be, just to refresh and get new ideas, and so you will notice that there will not be any new shows for about the next four weeks. I will probably rebroadcast a few things, but I also have some interviews coming live with other people's podcasts. So I have those to share and you'll get to hear me in a different light than what you hear normally. So just a heads up about that. And now let's talk about today's topic because May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And I wanted to share a bit about my recent ADHD diagnosis. I mentioned being diagnosed back on episode 109, where I was sharing my 12 lessons after 12 years of entrepreneurship. And I felt like at this point, it's been about two months since I got the diagnosis. I finally feel settled. I've accepted it. I've adjusted to the medication. And now I am figuring out how I work best and trying to set up systems and things that support that. So I thought this would be a really great time to talk a little bit about it, share some of the things that have been going on, why even thought to seek a diagnosis, and then, you know, give you some insight into the way I work and and how the ADHD has presented itself in my life and in my business. Because my thought is, you know, there's so many people who are undiagnosed, and I think people who are highly creative are probably maybe have it, and they are undiagnosed and I did not suspect that I had ADHD until I started reading about the experiences of other women being diagnosed late in life. I'm currently 37, so that means I got the diagnosis at 37, which seems so crazy because there are people who got diagnosed as kids and have been living, you know, with their diagnosis all their lives. And so here I am at 37. hearing for the first time that I am neurodivergent and figuring out not necessarily what that means for me, but how am I going to thrive and make this or continue to make this work for me? Because it's been working. There's just been some adjustments I have had to make. But women and girls are very underdiagnosed because it presents differently in us. A lot of times when we think about ADHD. We think about hyperactive little boys bouncing out of their seats, bouncing off the walls. They can't sit still. 
They're always busy, but it doesn't look the same in women and it doesn't look the same in girls. And it's not always as obvious. And so I'm hoping that by sharing my experience, I'll help someone else realize that maybe they don't need to be working as hard as they are to focus. And I also hope that it just reduces the stigma because the more we have conversations about things that fall outside of polite conversation or the normal spectrum of things, the more that we reduce stigma. And there are a lot of stigmas around having ADHD, the medication that is used most commonly to treat ADHD, and just being neurodivergent in general. So I thought, you know what? We talk about a lot of things, especially around business, but this affects the way that some of us run businesses and some of the way that some of us run our lives. And so I just thought, let's let's talk about it. I, I want to share this and I think that maybe it will be helpful to someone. So first things first, let's talk about what made me seek a diagnosis for ADHD because no, I didn't even consider that this was a thing that I had. Like many other people, I just thought, okay, ADHD is a problem most children have. And I did not see it as something that was really a challenge for me. Um, I don't fall or I don't check a lot of the normal boxes. So I did not struggle in school. I did well in school. I tend to be a high achiever. And I just thought like most people, I was just distracted because we are all very distracted, especially in this world of technology and screens. We all have shorter attention spans as a result of that. And all of us procrastinate at some point in time. What I didn't know is that maybe I was doing these things too often and it was a bigger problem, but it was harder for me to see because of the way that I work and because I am highly creative and because I, to everyone else, am able to get lots of stuff done it didn't really seem like it was an issue, or at least I didn't realize that. What started to happen, though, is earlier this year, I became very frustrated about my lack of progress relaunching the Brilliant Slime community. I had made it up in my mind maybe about November of 2020 that I was going to overhaul the content. I still had a lot of really great ideas for it that I had not been able to do So I just thought, okay, I'm going to take December off for a break. I'll spend January and February working on my content overhaul, and I'm going to relaunch it by March. Well, those times came, and I kept pushing the relaunch back because I hadn't finished with the work. And it wasn't something that, like, I I had lost the enthusiasm for the product. That wasn't the case. I still had so many ideas I still had a lot of stuff that I wanted to do. I had put so much time and energy and resources into it. So I could not understand why I was making a snail's pace on a project that I should have finished months ago. And by my track record, I would have been done months ago. But for whatever reason, I just could not get myself into enough of a working groove to make any real progress. And really for the month, the past few months, I've been doing the bare minimum. I've been putting out the podcast. I've been working on client work because that stuff is important. People have paid me. And then, you know, some of the, the events that I 
do every month in the Brilliance Lounge. I've been doing those, but as far as like big projects and changes, the content that I've been writing, just it's been going very, very slowly. And I'm not used to that. I am a person who has an idea. I say, man, I'm going to do this. And then I just go full Tasmanian devil and do the work as quickly as possible. And that's kind of been the story of my projects, getting them done really quickly and in really impossible timelines or what seemed like an impossible timeline for other people. So because I was not making that kind of progress, I just assumed, okay, I must be burnt out or I'm hitting the pandemic wall because a lot of people were hitting that wall around this time. It had been nearly a year that we had been doing the the pandemic COVID-19 whole song and dance. So I wasn't really sure what was happening. And no matter how hard I tried, I just was not able to get myself back on track or get in that groove. And this dragged on for probably five or six months. And then I had a day where I felt myself on the verge of a meltdown. I was so frustrated and I could not understand what was going on. And I just knew there had to be an explanation. And by then I had already been reading and and reading kind of intensely other women's experiences with ADHD. I started looking at a Reddit forum where women were gathering and talking about it. There's been lots of conversations about it on Twitter. And I thought, okay, I I need to seek a diagnosis. I think prior to this, I had already had the conversation with my best friend about whether or not uh, I was going to do it. And it took me about two months to go ahead and decide to move forward with that because I wasn't sure if I would want to take medication for it. And it just felt like if you're not going to be medicated, it's dumb to even get the diagnosis. Like, what was the point? So anywho, I did it. I got the diagnosis and I started trialing some medication. Now, if you're not familiar with it, there is not a definitive test for ADHD. In order to get a diagnosis, you need to have an evaluation and you need to be evaluated by a psychiatrist or a psychiatric nurse practitioner because if you're going to be, they're the only ones who can prescribe medication for you to take. And they just make you go through, you go through like a series of questionnaires, asking about a range of different things, some questions that I felt like were related to anxiety, some that were related to depression, others that I could tell were related to ADHD, and then having a conversation with my practitioner about what I felt my symptoms were, how it was affecting my life, um, and what what situations or circumstances had led me to wanting to seek the evaluation. And at the end of that, she decided that it would be good for me to trial a dosage of medication and see how it did because we could not pinpoint or I could not pinpoint whether I felt these symptoms were present in childhood. I feel like to a certain degree they were. And in hindsight, like thinking back now that it's been a few months, I could see some things, but still, it's still very difficult for me to track because, again, I did not have some of those typical issues of struggling with in school and things like that. But I do remember struggling with procrastination and losing hours of my life, days of my life to books 
which I think, again, is that hyper focus of ADHD. So it's like either you are struggling to maintain focus or you're so intensely locked into something, it's hard to drag yourself away. And I can definitely see that at times. So that was that. Um, That's why I decided to seek that diagnosis. As far as how am I managing it now that I am diagnosed, this is the thing that everybody wants to know whenever I talk about, like, what are you doing? How are you managing it? And the honest answer is I take my medication. Um, It works. And it's just one of those things like take the medication and do the work that you want to do. I personally feel like I don't need support all the time. Mainly it's for me to get focused and maintain focus when I'm working, but I don't take it every day. Um, I don't take it on the weekends because I don't work on the weekends and I try to take the lowest dose possible. So I take what is called a short release pill. So I take Adderall and I really struggled with whether or not I wanted to share that because there's a lot of stigma around Adderall, but this is what I take and it's what they prescribe. There's there's a bunch of different kind of ADHD medication. Almost all of them are stimulants. There are some that are not, but I take Adderall and I take what's called a short release. So basically it's just a shorter dose. It It doesn't stay in your system as long. I find it stays in my system probably like three or four hours and then it's the effects wear off. So I take that and I can take it twice a day, but I normally don't because I try to get the bulk of my work done early in the morning. So that way, or like the focus work that I need to get done so that I don't have to take it in the second part of the day because I have concerns about taking the medication long-term. One of the things that my practitioner told me when I met with her was that over time, taking the medication can change your brain chemistry. And I just have concerns about like, what is the long-term effect of that? I don't know. So to try to offset that or at least make myself feel more comfortable, I don't want myself to get um, adjusted to the medication or grow tolerant to the medication too quickly. So I don't take it every day. I don't take it when I'm not working. And, you know, I'm, I'm working on creating enough structures and routines that I will maybe never not need to take it anymore, but it's too early to say. Um, Outside of that, I don't need it for other things like household stuff. I have built enough routines and habits in my life um, to be able to run my household without a lot of problems. And that comes from me being very uh, detail-oriented and organized. I just really rely on that. And I have a lot of things on auto pay, so I don't have to remember to pay things. So as far as changes that I have made to my work since I got the diagnosis, I wasn't actually shocked by the diagnosis. I think I want to say that it makes a lot of sense to me. And I've always joked that I easily fall down rabbit holes and that my mind is never quiet. And now that I've had the diagnosis, I have realized ways that I have talked about the way my mind works and the way I think that in some ways makes me feel like I knew this all along. I just hadn't made the connection. 
Because when people will say like, oh, you're so creative, you always have so many ideas, I always comment. However, that comes at the trade-off that my mind is never quiet and it affects my sleep. Sometimes I'll be up in the middle of the night for absolutely no reason aside from the fact that my brain felt like it got an idea at 3 a.m. and it wanted to tell me all about it, even if I don't want to hear it because I'm trying to sleep. So that's that's kind of a thing for me. And I didn't realize that was so disruptive, but my practitioner did express some concern about the sleeping thing. And, but she also said that that taking the medication and having um, taking the medication could help with that. And I do feel like I noticed somewhat of a change. I probably need to track it better to see if it's if there's a huge change, but I do feel like to some degree I am sleeping better. So that is great. But in a lot of ways, I feel like the diagnosis has been a relief because it has given me an explanation for why I think the way that I do, why I work the way that I do, and why I create the way that I do. And I 100% attribute my ability to come up with ideas and create to my ADHD. My mind is always spinning. It's always turning over ideas. So the challenge that I constantly face is trying to prioritize which ideas need my attention first and maintaining the focus long enough to get it done. I've told friends in the past that for me, the joy comes from creating things, not necessarily sustaining them long term. So that is something that I am challenging myself to do instead of having an idea, creating it and moving on, trying to sit with it longer and really maximize what I'm able to do with that idea versus just shipping it and being done and moving on to the next thing. I saw a tweet, though, that I felt like really explained ADHD or like at least how I experience it. And somebody called it an overabundance of attention without an ability to control where it goes. And this probably most accurately describes how I experience it. Because to me, every idea is important. They all deserve my attention. And I want to create them all right now. And because of that, I often struggle with estimating how much time things take me to complete them because I never give myself enough time, and I often don't set realistic timelines for my work. And in the past, that has left me overwhelmed and really burnt out. Because can you imagine giving yourself a ridiculously short timeline to complete your work and then making it worse by spending a large chunk of time procrastinating? It is a recipe for failure, and it has been, and that's the story of my life. Now that I recognize that as one of my challenges, I am working to build more supportive structures for myself. I still do a lot of my initial planning for things on paper. I'm very analog, and I think that's because I'm really, really visual. It helps me to get things out on paper. But I've overhauled my project management system to make projects more granular so that I can focus on smaller chunks of work. So instead of looking at the project's more big picture, I'm trying to zone in on these are the pieces that I need to focus on right now instead of all of the pieces because that gets overwhelming 
And that is what starts setting my brain to do way too much. And it really gives me more things to check off, which gives my brain those hits of dopamine that it's seeking because ADHD is like a chemical imbalance in your brain. Your brain wants those hits of dopamine for completing tasks, doing work, that that natural motivation that you would get. But for some reason, there's not enough of it or it's not sending the signals the way that it needs to. So checking those things off helps that. And it also helps me be able to see the progress that I'm making on projects, which helps me stay focused on them to be able to finish them. Another thing that I've been doing is giving myself two hours of undistracted focus time every morning. This is when I eat the frog and do the most important work of the day. This is one of those things that we all know we're supposed to do, but sometimes that prioritization thing becomes a challenge and I can't decide if I need to be recording the podcast this morning or if I should do this other project. And sometimes my brain wants to pick the thing that feels most fun or like least intensive, and that's not always helpful. So by having these two focus hours in the morning, I'm able to sit down, be really focused because I try to time it to when my medication is kicking in and it's at its peak. So that way I can focus longer and I also work a shorter day now. So an eight hour day is not realistic for really anybody, but it doesn't work for me either. And I try to get in a solid four to five hours of work. And if I can do that every single day or every weekday, I feel really good about that. I feel really happy about that. And I am able to make manageable progress, which feels really good, especially because I am still plugging away at the relaunch for the Brilliance Lounge. Um, I'm also remembering to give myself grace. When I was first starting out taking the medication, I was really, really hard on myself. I would feel really frustrated if I took the medication, but I wasn't being productive or I wasn't getting what I felt like was enough done because I thought there's no excuse. You should be working because you can focus. You took the medication and it's a waste for you to do, you know, not get anything done or not get enough done. But what I had to realize is that I'm still figuring this out. And taking the medication does not stop me from being distracted while it helps me focus and it helps me context switch and not get lost in rabbit holes. And I really feel like it calms the chaos in my mind so that I can do more things. So where some of the thoughts would be constantly swirling, it it just makes them sit still so that I can I can focus. That doesn't mean that I'm not going to not get distracted. I can still seek distractions. What I am realizing is that it's just going to take time to unlearn bad habits and to build new routines, new supportive structures around myself. But mostly I just feel grateful. I feel grateful and I feel thankful that I have an explanation and I'm able to better support myself and tailor my business around Uh, what I need as a creative with ADHD. And I'm hoping that the the trickle-down effect is that I'll be able to create more resources that not only help people who have ADHD, but just better resources in general for people because they will have those supportive structures built into them. 
that's one of the big things that I have been focusing on for the Brilliant Sound with the content that I'm overhauling. Not only do I feel like I'm currently writing some of the best content that I have ever written, it's amazing what a mind that is not trying to think about seven things can do when it's only thinking about one, but I'm also trying to make content shorter and more actionable so that you get those quick wins, you get those dopamine hits, and you feel really good while also making progress. So that does mean that overall, like the amount of content is longer, but the overall individual pieces of content are shorter. So I feel really good about that. And and I'm happy with the direction that the content is now going and I cannot wait. So that's one of the reasons why I'm really excited to be taking this little podcasting break because I'll be able to do some deep work and and finish up the content that I'm working on there. So anyway, um, overall, this has been my experience so far. Like I said, it's only been two months. Maybe in a few months, I'll come back and I'll give you some updates if I have something better. And I do have a little ADHD support system. So I'm hoping that in a few months, I can ask um, my two friends that are also doing this or working and being creative with ADHD. I want them to come on the podcast and for us to all kind of have a conversation about it. So something to look forward to in the future, but I don't see this as a hindrance. Um, It is definitely the reason I am so creative and the reason I am able to create and come up with so many ideas and do so many things. I am just learning that I need to manage that better and and have more realistic expectations for myself and the time that it takes to do stuff. Not every project I create needs to be done in like a hyper-focused fog because it's a lot. So anyway, I hope that this was helpful. I hope that it gave you some insight. If you're someone who's questioning whether or not you have ADHD, then I hope that this may have sparked the inspiration to Go seek an evaluate or do evaluation and seek a diagnosis for yourself and try to get some support if you feel like that's what you need. If you found this episode helpful or you know someone that this could help, I would love for you to share it. You can always screenshot it, tag me on Instagram to let me know that you listened, or you can just send it directly through a lot of podcast players will let you email or even text episodes over to people. But I would love to know what you thought of this episode. So if you want to send me a message directly, you can email me hello at pimp your brilliance or DM me on Instagram at pimp your brilliance. But that is all I have for this week's episode. So until next time, go out there and pimp your brilliance.